What's up, vegan savages, and welcome to another episode of the V Gains podcast. Today, I'm joined by Vicky, aka Prettiest Powerlifter. Yes. What's up with that name? Uh, so I think I'm very attractive, and I do professional powerlifting. <laughs> so I guess that's why that's how the name come about. Yeah, Vicky's not uh, shy of. Uh, telling herself <laughs> or others how pretty she is and uh, she told me uh, a German friend told her can you stop that uh, because in Germany we usually don't do that because like, oh how can you give yourself com compliments all the time you're supposed to hate yourself or, or not say that like you you're not good enough you know and um, yeah but I, I told her no keep doing that I love that it's all about self-love so why not own it if you if you mean it say it and uh, if you like yourself that's great um so yeah, I usually, you know, I think the same. I love myself. I think I'm pretty. I'm good looking. You know, just I just love myself. That's what it's about. Uh, self love, but I don't I don't say it all the time because I know yeah, us I Germans know. You're they're like so German. You're so full of yourself, and then it would dilute yeah. the message. Um, uh, so I just smile in the mirror and say it to myself, uh, because what you put out is what you get back, and it's just a great feeling if you if you love yourself and feel comfortable in your skin. So uh, I love that you owned it and, and say it all the time. Oh my God, talking about my skin, I feel like the first thing everyone noticed when they hug me is like how good my skin is. <laughs> okay, now we stop the compliments about you. <laughs> Otherwise, people are just kidding. Can we turn on the AC or is uh, it... Okay, sure. Yeah, because it it's, really, it's really warm. Yeah. Then sure. I'm, uh, I'm not going to fall asleep and do a fiesta. Okay, I asked you on Instagram for questions and we got a lot and we're gonna dive into questions that excite me and i also have many exciting questions myself um we dive into the thai culture we dive into vicky's really um not crazy life but uh, she's full of surprises let's say that and uh, we're gonna elaborate on that and oh yeah we can also talk about that, and um, also, also we gonna, I also want to dive deep into that uh, that weight gain and how you deal with that and the mindset about all of that, you know. Uh, so sit next to me and let's dive in. They don't hear you if you don't speak in. You, it's clearly your first podcast. Stop flexing in front of the camera. Sit next to me. It's all about the audio, you know. Okay, they can hear me now. So I was just showing my. Thai Powerlifting Federation shirt mm -hmm. now. Okay, are you done flexing now? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How did you stumble across me on, on social media? Because <laughs> the first time we met was at um, the Maya Mall. Uh -huh. And uh, do you remember how you stumbled across me? Oh my God, I was on a Bumble date with a guy. <laughs> I deleted that account now, okay? Eh, so. Abundance, love is infinite, so... And sit, sit more comfortable. I just I just feel better and more connected with him, so I like spending time with him. But it's not about selecting and uh, or <laughs> it's not about um, what's the word? You know, it's all about abundance. It's I, I mean that's that's my mindset. So okay. uh, hang out with whoever you want to hang out, and um, love is infinite. You know, that's what I believe in. Okay, but but maybe one German guy is enough. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but but how did you stumble across me on, on social media? I'm I'm curious. In oh that. my god! Like I was following this trend about two or three years ago, where they had where vegans and carnivores are having a debate 
between which one, which diet is the best to follow. In my opinion, I listen, I'm someone who likes to listen to the argument for both sides. So that's what I did. And just the fact that eating vegan can provide you with all the essential micronutrients, macronutrients, and all nutrients, all, that everything. Exactly. Which, carno- which a carnivore diet cannot provide. I'm, I'm just, in my opinion. And it's also fucking cruel. Yeah, in my opinion, that's how I, I went into the vegan rabbit hole and I just discovered <laughs> so many vegan YouTubers, for example, Healthy Crazy Cool. But then I really rex- uh, resonated with his content. So that's how I started following him. What was the best piece of content that is memorable that you really liked? Oh my god, uh, his transformation, like hospital transformation, where he almost died in Bali. I was like, holy shit, it's actually dangerous <laughs> to drink tap water here, as I, w- I has been as I have been told my entire life. Yeah, but it had nothing to do with <laughs> tap water, you know? I don't know. It's just, it's just amazing. You know, you know what happened? It's not like that I drank tap water and oh. almost died. It's uh, because of my uh, appendix. It bursted. Oh. And your appendix is basically a ticking time bomb. And if it bursts at, the, let's say, at the wrong time, at the wrong place, then you're fucked because if you don't get it out and get, get taken care of, then you just die. Okay. But I thought you drank tap water and you got an infection. All right, yeah, many people tell me, you know, it's so funny because um, during that time, um, so many people, I mean, you know, my, my story views, they, during that hospital time, uh-huh. because I vlogged that, they were as high as, they, they were like 60,000 people were constantly watching, which is more, way more than usual. Mm-hmm. It's like double than usual. And, um, and, and so many people uh, didn't get the full context and oh. and uh, come with so many uh, assumptions what, uh, what happened. And like, this is another one. Oh, he drank the tap water and almost died. <laughs> I'm like, yep, that's exactly what happened. Don't drink oh, the yeah. tap water. And <laughs> no. Okay, but actually, though, don't drink tap water here. <laughs> I don't think yeah, it's yeah. the best idea. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't drink tap water in, in Bali either. Okay. It's just, you know, my higher mind picked a great circumstance for me to really grow. So I'm so thankful for that. And like his transformation was amazing thank you just like because right now today like right now right now he's the biggest the strongest the version of my man ever been okay enough sugarcoating me thank you thank you thank you (laughs) why is your english so good uh i lived in singapore ever since i was seven seven yeah uh so basically my family like my parents divorced when I was really young, when I was about six or so. And I was so fed up with the fact that I had to constantly go to court and testify to be with my mom and all that shit. I just asked them, hey, mom, dad, can I move to Singapore? <laughs> because Singapore is well known for their education system. And I really wanted something for myself. But you were seven. Yeah. How can you think about things like that? I mean, you know what why I was not? thinking when I was seven? <laughs> no. Not about getting a good education or education in general. I was thinking about going in the woods, playing with my friends, playing with my imagination, taking sticks, pretending mm. it's swords, and fighting trees and imaginary beasts and dragons. I'm not so sure why I matured ever since I was really young, but yeah, that's just what 
I was thinking at the time. And also, it's a very safe country. That's why I know my parents will allow me to go there. You know what I mean? So, then the next question, how can you go by... Your, you went by yourself? Yeah. How can you go by yourself to Singapore with seven? Uh, who, who were your parents? Who were taking care of you? Who were feeding you carbs? <laughs> so, basically... If you want to study abroad, you need someone to be your guardian. So there's many, there's many like uh, traveling, not traveling, studying abroad agencies who will find like a, gar a guardian abroad for you, and they take care of you. But I was, but I was living with my guardian in Singapore. I was in a boarding school. Yeah, I was in a boarding school <laughs> ever since I was seven. <laughs> That's crazy. And uh, did you miss your family a lot? Honestly, yes. I cried almost every day during the first month that I was there. Because obviously I was really young. I was just a seven-year-old girl, you know, who never went away from her family for that long. So I was crying every day for a month. But then um, I called my dad. And he was so fed up with me crying. He just told me, oh, it's your decision. So you just live with it. You know, <laughs> it sounds uh, so unreal in the uh, circumstance that you were seven years old. You know, your dad like, get a, get a crib on you. Come on, yeah. it's your decision. You really thought about that thoroughly being seven years old. And you probably looking in the mirror. All right. Let's be. Let's stop being a little whiny bitch and get a grip of my. And yeah. while being seven years old, that's <laughs> that's just for my head. I mean, crazy how some people like you can be so mature being seven years old. I mean, now I'm 18, and most of my friends are 20 something, 30 something. And did your mom visit you often? In Singapore, no, I came back here every every holiday. So we have every two months we have a school break. So I come back to Chiang Mai because back then pre COVID time that was direct flight, literally three times a week or something. What is pre COVID time? I, I pre COVID remember. time. <laughs> I don't remember these times. Uh, <laughs> I only know masks and tests. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, so you flew back every two months or so. Yeah. How long is the flight? Three hours direct flight. So you flew really often? Yeah. And uh, can you fly alone when you're so young? Uh, yeah. Really? There's so you flew alone being seven, eight, nine years yeah. old? Yeah. <laughs> What? How did you get to the airport? I just called Just taxi. took a scooter? <laughs> oh, actually, no. In Singapore, one thing I really like about the country is how good the public transport system is. So you can take a subway, like an underground train, from a station to the airport directly. So... It You took an underground train being seven, eight, nine, <laughs> ten years old? Yeah, alone? Until, yeah, until I was 16. And your mom was like, oh, cool. When is when are you landing? I pick. Yeah, wow. something like that. Hey, that's, that's <laughs> so badass, you know. It's Nowadays, so the trend I don't like too much is when parents become too... Uh, Helicopter parents. Yeah, that's that the word I was looking for. And um, <laughs> your mom is like the complete <laughs> opposite. Like, here. <laughs> My parents are so chill. Hey. I love them so much. I'm so proud of you because look at you know, your English is flawless. Her vocabulary, you know, I, I hang with this girl now for a couple of days and her 
vocabulary. You know, I already have a quite big vocabulary, but you know so many words I didn't even know existed or figured out in the context that exists. So, um, wow. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, then let's talk a bit about Singapore. How How is the country? Because you lived there how long? Ooh, seven I lived years? there seven so to seven, 16, nine seven years. To 16, nine years. How did you like the country? Hey, it nine years, you lived there half years. of your life. Yeah, pretty much. No, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> If I'm 18. Uh, so, I love Singapore because just everything was so easy and it's so convenient to travel around the island just with public transport alone. Like, you can take the bus to every single road. And also, I'm a very organized person. So, uh, the country fits me perfectly because everything is literally a straight line and they're so strict about the rules. He, he's, a bad, he, he's a bad influence on me, actually, because he keeps on breaking rules with me in Thailand. But Shh, don't tell them. <laughs> What do you mean? Um, I mean, I, you know, I only use my common sense. If rules don't make any sense... And, you know, my morals and my standards and my, what is a good word, my, um, what I think is right and wrong, it's really positive. It's really based that I don't hurt anyone. I don't even annoy anyone unless they, they choose to. But then it's for a reason that is really, they, they're actively choosing that and not because I'm hindering them in any way or being loud or whatever. Um, And I don't hurt anyone else. I don't annoy anyone else. I don't bring anyone in danger, including myself. Um, and uh, and my my intentions are always positive. So um, if I not can make here a turn, but no one is coming, then I make here a turn. If I cannot vlog in the store, but I don't film anyone else but the vegan products, and I'm just promoting veganism, so people eat less animal products and get a bigger variety of uh, a better better knowledge for what is vegan, what they can consume. And I'm just promoting cruelty-free products. I'm gonna do that when so you cannot film here. I do that because I don't shove the camera in anyone's face who doesn't want that or or be loud or anything. Just that's true. So so because if people always follow the rules, if they're super dumb rules, then people do the dumbest shit. But oh, it's the rule, you know. Black people they're slaves. Oh, you know, women are not allowed to vote. Oh, uh, I'm a Nazi, and if you're Jew, you cannot go in the shop. Fuck that shit. If things like that, I use my common sense. If that doesn't make sense, I'm gonna rebel. And if if it really doesn't make sense, if it's like Animal cruelty. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be loud. I'm not gonna hurt anyone, but I'm gonna speak up for what is right, and be heard. And if it offends you, then you choose to. But I'm gonna always. You know, my highest excitement is to, if someone gets made fun of, if someone weaker gets taken advantage of, my highest excitement is stepping in between, and uh, changing. That's how you change the world, you know. So, I'm a good influencer. Take it back. <laughs> okay, he's a good influence on me. <laughs> um, Okay. But, but yeah, don't just don't ride the scooter like I do. Then you will be fine. <laughs> okay. Back, uh, to, back to Singapore. Back what, to Singapore. What, what There were so many rules. Okay. That's the that's one thing I like, but also dislike. Then because there's go. so many rules. People there are well behaved, and I feel very safe walking to Seven Eleven at tw at midnight. And here you don't. And here I don't because. I had a really bad experience with getting like sexual harassment and all that 
so <laughs> it's not a good idea. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Just just one or a just couple? A couple. Really? It Did people were touching you inappropriately or what? Yeah, just uh, I don't like that. Shit. Yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> You know, you know, and when I see that, I'm gonna step in between because that's my my highest excitement. Um, yeah, fuck that shit. That's why you're strong now. And that's why I'm fucking strong. Beat the asses. Yes, my 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 quads are bigger than most Thai guys. <laughs> Maybe also carry a pepper spray or a gun and then just yes. shoot it in the face. So stupid. Um, oh, but this, these yeah. things still exist. Um, and you said in Singapore everything is a straight line. What do you mean with that? Uh, by that I mean everything is so organized. There's no trash on the on the walkway, and there's actually a place for bicycle and a place for car. You know what I mean? Like mm. for like similar to Germany, I think. But then, don't you miss a bit of chaos? I mean, I get my daily dose. Not daily. I get my. Every two months, dose of chaos when I fly back to Shanghai. <laughs> I like having chaos in my life. Mm. That's why I love having female energy around me because female energy is kind of chaos, you know? That's true. That's very true. Oh my God. Also, one thing I love the most about Singapore is the variety of food there is because it is such a diverse country. There's people from everywhere in the world. So there's westerners there's indians chinese singaporeans also like uh indonesians there's such a variety of food there just just so good the food there also (laughs) a lot of vegan food yes also a lot of vegan food and there's a wholesale not wholesale like a bulk store where you can go plastic free and waste-free, hey, which... Nice, that's so German. We have a lot of those and more and more, especially in Berlin. And you know that, for example, the Scandinavian countries, they're really far ahead. They have uh, so many electric... Does Singapore have a lot of electric cars? Yeah, a lot of electric cars. Nice, yeah. What, what I wanted to say, the Scandinavian countries, you know, Finland, mm. Denmark, and so on, like more of half the cars are electric because, for example, I think in... in um, Amsterdam, uh, is it uh, Netherlands? Here we go. Uh, if you buy electric car, I think the government pays half of the price. It's all subsidized so heavily that people make more conscious choices, which I really like. And back to Singapore, is it pricey? Oh, very expensive. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's as expensive as European countries. Okay, but then it's but it's not not like Switzerland, for oh, example. Oh, Switzerland's crazy expensive, but maybe like Germany, uh, or you think even more expensive? More expensive than Germany. So probably like UK, actually more expensive okay. than the UK. Okay, well, it's too expensive. <laughs> Is there a lot of nature? Uh it's city meet nature, so there are parks you can go to and rivers where you can, I don't know, <laughs> but I feel like. Thailand is where my heart belongs. How big is the population? I'm going to Google it in case uh, you don't know. Singapore? Mm-hmm. I think it's a very populated place. So. Hey, it's so s- is Singapore really small? Yeah, it's very, very small. Okay, because... W- it's smaller than Phuket. Phuket wow. is an island in yeah, yeah, yeah. How How many people do you think live there? Two million? Uh, 5.6 million. 
That is so little. Like uh, here, but Thai is like 70 million. 70 million, but the population density is higher than Thailand, definitely. Um, yeah, 70 million for Thailand is very few. Germany has like 80 million and... Smaller country. Mm -hmm. um, Singapore is so small. It's smaller than Phuket. How is the mindset in Singapore? Oh, everyone is so lethargic. It w not lethargic. What do? What's the word? Everyone is so preoccupied with their own businesses, you know. Mm -hmm. And yeah, often. that's one thing with big cities. Yeah, exactly. Right? Often in big cities, like especially in New York yeah, or yeah. UK, people are so only me, 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 yeah, and yeah, only exactly. care about their shit and how they I feel like pay their bills and. Yeah. There's not a lot of compassion going on. Yeah. That's that's just common in, in cities. And I mean, if there's so many people, it makes sense. And you know, like when I was in Austria, a tiny mm. village, you say, Hello, Chris Gott, Servus mm -hmm. to everyone. Like you greet them. Mm. And then I came back to Berlin and no one was looking me in the eyes. And I I was like, Why don't I greet the people here? But how can you greet all the people if there's so many people, you know? Yeah, and then you true. then you do the same. Then you also look at your phone and but that's why I create so many social circumstances that bring like-minded people together because mm -hmm. that's what it's about hanging with like-minded people mm -hmm. and that's why i in berlin i don't know if you've seen it i do weekly meetups mm -hmm. with, with my vegan savages and then like bring really food. fuck your phone put it there and and be social for four five six hours and and meet so many new people and then meet them more often and do activities together that you're both excited about and then get that social battery yeah pumped up uh this is okay off topic but it's no off topic he asked me why don't i like staying at home like i have a very beautiful house and beautiful neighborhood whatever but i feel like the only thing lacking is a sense of belonging and community here that's why i like to go outside i like to work at co-working space i like to hang out with him and his friends i just love being social and you know what that is the most important one because <laughs> think about it think about a world everyone else would be gone now just you and i bladed thought many times in my head like really through what would i do if i would be the only human and you know first doing some things that are not allowed and yeah going crazy and nice but eventually you know i would be so i would I would go home to where i grew up cower in my child room and kill myself because mm. and also a song i showed you yesterday but you were already sleeping <laughs> um there it's, it's such a nice song it's from uh, we are all astronauts it's called doves and there it's a line it goes like um in a human experiment they found the only thing that makes it bearable The only thing they found is each other, something like that. Yeah. And uh, they, and I heard it on a psychedelic trip that song, and I was like, yeah, it's each other, you know. It's always other beings, connections, especially when they're like-minded. That's what it's about. That's why I'm so excited about creating so many circumstances and finding so many like-minded people and connecting them, like my meetups, and then other people are connected that are like-minded and they're creating a shared flat together and find their boyfriend, their girlfriend and uh, and and then just taking cool people that are really like-minded and go for trips and, and surround your people with that, live close to them, live together with them and then have so many cool people around the world. This abundance mindset. Many people ask me, did you go alone to Thailand? I'm like, yeah, I went here. 
alone, but I'm never alone. You know what I mean? I mean, look at me. I, I do so much social shit yeah. here because that's my personality. I'm so excited about it. When you asked me, hey, can we meet? I wasn't like, no, I, I have to stay. I, my highest excitement is staying in my room alone. I mean, it could be, but it's not, you know? Because for most people, they sometimes do that, or they often do that, and eventually they're fucking lonely. So um, surround yourself with like-minded people. That is the shit, y'all. It's kind of amazing how I met one of his, I met two of his friends, Felix and Yuli. Philip. 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 Felix. Philip. <laughs> sorry, Philip and Yuli, and I only met, I met them yesterday in person, but today I was already kissing Yuli. <laughs> yeah, and that that's my friends, you know. Yeah. So and and get get um, ready for more of that because I'm attracting so many like-minded people, yeah, and I yeah. know so many like-minded people already that they're coming and I meet them here and there. It's like I feel so much love because I'm putting out the love first. Yeah. Exactly. And and also this non-attachment, then you never miss anyone because you there where you are, that is where you need to be. And every if you, if you just if you just be there, arrive in here now, everything finds you. And that's it's so nice. I I, I go somewhere, I attract like-minded people, and there is exactly where I need to be. And I'm not like oh, I'm missing him, I'm missing her. No, I I'm not attached. I find so many like-minded people, and if I really excited to bring someone, I just bring them. You know. Yes. So that's why my best friend Philip, I was like, hey, come to... No, it actually was like he booked a flight. Mm. And then, oh, I love Philip so much. Hmm, do I go back to Mexico? Ooh, Thailand looks good as well. I've just been to Mexico. Philip goes, yeah? Let's go to Thailand. So... That's so nice. All right. Now we switch the topics. I want to talk about something because the the um, you recently, like 10 months ago, got into powerlifting. Yeah. And you also, I don't know, over the last year or so, gained... A bit of weight mm -hmm. and now i want to talk about that mindset because you used Ooh. to be really really well, skinny like i used to suffer from anorexia and bulimia so i stayed at a really low percentage of body fat i was about 16 percent 15 16 percent body fat and as a woman that's very low yeah, you told me you were weighing 40 kilograms right yeah i weighed 40 kilograms 14 months ago exactly 14 months ago yeah yeah you can look at her old instagram pictures yeah. there you see how skinny she was but i didn't know that uh, i thought you were just just skinny i didn't know that you had kind of an eating disorder would you say <laughs> you had i had an eating disorder and how how you want to share how that was how that manifested uh, it was pretty severe so my period stopped for three years wow <laughs> so 16 or 15 to 18 15 to 8 uh or even four, earlier? 14 to 17 or 14 so? to 17 and now it's regular again no <laughs> my sex drive is so high <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't like that before no i didn't have a boyfriend until i was about 16 17 because my libido was so low I was just me, me, me. It's all about surviving, you know, because your mm -hmm. body. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and um, how did the uh, eating disorder manifest? Like, what was your mindset? My mindset back then was, oh, I look good if I'm skinny. Yeah, <laughs> basically all that. And, and, and then you restricted food, or? Yeah, I restricted food, 
at first it just started as a food restriction and seeing food as good or bad so more like uh more like orthorexia i think i think maybe that's what it's called so seeing certain food as good and certain food as bad and that what did you define back then as good and bad uh I define ice cubes <laughs> are good carbs are bad yes basically that i i define refined carbs as bad i mean i still e ate carbs i ate only oats and potatoes though because i know that that will fill me up and popcorn <laughs> so classic popcorn and i think egg whites that's all so my diet was basically oats egg whites and popcorn <laughs> and your family said um, they were like okay uh, I was a bit chubby as a kid, and I lost about eight kilograms in two months. And in Asian and in Asian beauty standards, being skinny is a good thing. So they were praising me for losing all that weight really quickly. And on top of my diet, I think I was only eating around eight hundred calories a day. Eight hundred. Mm -hmm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 800 calories and I was doing almost two hours of circuit training two what? hours of what circuit training what is that so like interval training you do ah. 40 second on you mean cycling no 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 Cir oh circle Cir circuit circuit training. I don't know I call it circuit training circuit training so basically it's like 40 seconds of burpee 20 second rest like hit training yeah hit okay and uh, then how did you get out of this cycle Oh my god, I was stuck in that cycle for three years. It was so miserable. Why? Just low energy, no sex drive, moody all the time. Hungry, probably. Yeah, hangry. Hangry, yeah, that's <laughs> hangry. the word. I didn't have a lot of friends, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I didn't have, I only made two friends within that three years. And now... Yeah, because you don't have energy for yeah. anything. How could you have energy to meet like-minded people? Exactly. If you're just about surviving because you starve yourself. Exactly. So then how did you get out of the cycle? Uh, so I came back to Thailand. And I was like... At first, I, I still got praised a lot for being that skinny. But then I felt like I had no purpose... So I was scrolling through Instagram and then I saw this powerlifter. She lived in Chiang Mai. So Give her a shout out. She's she's actually my best friend and my and she's like my mom. <laughs> her name is Nurki. She goes to the same gym as me actually. That's how I got into powerlifting. What what's her Instagram? Uh I think it's Nurky. Or oh, send it to me. Yeah, I put I'll, it down below. Okay, continue. So I was like, holy shit, this girl is so strong, so sexy. Like, I saw her Instagram post with her bikini, like her wearing a bikini, and I'm like, oh my god, I want that ass. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> so, would you say she was the biggest motivation? Yeah, she's there? definitely my biggest motivation. So, I went. Okay, it, it would sound a bit stockish, but I went to the gym that she was training and I 
I straight up asked her, hi, I, I straight up introduced myself to her, hi, my name is Vicky, and I saw your Instagram, and I want to start powerlifting, can you teach me how to bench press, because your arch is so beautiful, something like that, and she taught me. She did? Yeah. What a nice girl. She's she's a sweetheart. Wow. I love her so, so for fun. everyone who's saying, oh, Instagram or social media is bad because so often people blame it. But, you know, it's just a neutral tool like everything. You define it. It's your relationship. Like you can take a knife and make a beautiful bread, put some ketchup on it and enjoy it, <laughs> which is good for you. Or you take the knife and stab someone. It's not the fault of the knife. The knife is just a neutral tool. It depends on your relationship. Like social media, you can scroll all day compare yourself and eat shitty food all day and just feel miserable and I'm comparing or you take it as inspiration and you really tune in like who do I follow does it give me something positive in any way entertainment motivation my alien talks whatever like here perfect example of something that was really motivating that got you out of this this eating disorder cycle so yeah. shout outs to social media for being a neutral tool that can be so powerful so it's all about healthy relationships Amen, brother. Okay, mm -hmm. quick question before. Um, how did you even get into that three years ago? As I told you, I was a bit chubby as a kid. Uh, and now when I look back at it, what I define as chubby was just 52 kilograms. Now I weigh 56 or sometimes 60. Depends on if I go to the toilet or not. <laughs> <laughs> Can re relate. And I look amazing. Yeah, I look fucking amazing. So back then, it was just really comparing myself with K-pop idols, probably. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They're so skinny, oh my god. And back then, I'm just like a girl, you know, so. And um, so then you saw her, you went to the gym, she taught you, and then you fall in love with powerlifting, and then you just eat it, eat it normally and didn't beat yourself mm, up about it? Well, Tell actually... Us. I met Nurki, and she taught me the three main lifts, deadlift, squat, and bench press. But then she told me, oh, I'm actually not a coach. I'm not qualified, but you can, you can ask. So she gave me her coach at the time's contact. So I added him on Instagram. I DM him and now he's my coach and it turns out that the person Nurki was training with is the coach of the Thai national powerlifting team <laughs> so she recommended him to me so now I'm like all now in your good hands yes now I'm, I'm in good hands shout out to coach Peter my deadlift went, went from 80 kilograms to 120 kilograms in only 10 months? Seven, no, not seven. Only eight months. But when you started, you could deadlift 80 kilograms? Yeah, and I was about, about like eight kilograms lighter. <laughs> I've always been strong. Uh, what do you mean? Uh, and then you're now? Now, um, okay, so when I started, I was about 42 kilograms. And you could deadlift 80 kilograms? Yeah, and I could deadlift 80 Ooh, kilograms. So strong jeans, and now you're yeah. going to make them to use. <laughs> Yes. So now you deadlift 120. Wow, yeah. you, you, you maybe already have seen it in the vlog because that's what we vlogged. You almost yeah. did a new PR. 
Um, you made it look 120 kilograms so, so easy. So easy, but I yeah, think watch that vlog. Watch that vlog. It's really nice. Vlog. And uh, your bench and deadlifts uh, and squats went from where to where? Ooh. My my squat it went from about 50 kilograms to now I squat 90 kilograms. Wow. And my bench. I'm so proud of my bench, even though it doesn't sound a lot, but uh, it went from 20 kilograms, so just the bar alone, to mm -hmm. 50 kilograms. That's, that's a big improvement. Yeah. And also my physique. Oh, I love my body so much now. So now invite us in your head. Um, how was it then letting go of this uh, eating disorder. disorder and just just eating more, eating what you what eating more carbs, what mm. every cell of your body craves and needs, and then you were so rewarded by the energy, the serotonin, and not but not feeling bad afterwards and being okay with gaining weight. How was it in your head? Honestly, at first it was very difficult. Yes, <laughs> I cry. Like it, it was my habit to weigh myself daily. So going, seeing the weight going up was then seeing the really weight difficult. going up was very difficult for me to deal with at first, especially as a girl because society was just telling me stop Fuck gaining society. weight. Fuck society. Fuck them hard. Fuck them. They don't. I mean, this this definition of society. <laughs> they don't know me. <laughs> yeah, and you know the only scale that counts is the scale of life quality. Like, yeah. how do you feel right now? How is your mood? Do you have a stable mood? How is your energy? How is your sex drive? How is your? How do you feel right now? And not what the oh the scale says I'm super skinny, but uh, I have no energy. I've, I'm super hangry. I have no sex drive. I don't want to do anything. I have so nice excitements, but all I do is lay around because I have literally zero energy. And if someone talks to me, I I'm I'm too low energy to even reply. So I'm even more miserable because I'm super alone. But I'm skinny. Okay, <laughs> the only scale that fucking counts is life quality. And of course, if you're super obese, then your life quality goes down. You, your, your heart hurts, you, and uh, you, your health just goes, goes downhill. But if you have a, a healthy weight and a healthy body fat, it feels so good. Yes. So, carb the fuck up. Carb the fuck up. And fuck society standards. Honestly, I mean, society is changing quickly nowadays. I love it in many ways, especially also this. Um, um, honestly, it's all about don't give a fuck what society thinks. That's how I let yeah, go. <laughs> and just practice healthy lifestyle choices which make you feel good. And that also involves eating a lot of carbs yeah. and feeling good. And we're not talking about, uh, you know, where I don't like this trend of uh, body positivity. If, if, you know, if you're really obese... And then telling people, oh, yeah, that's so nice. Embrace yourself because you're just not healthy. You just not have a, have a good life quality. And that's what it's about. You, you snore so much during sleep. Your heart hurts. If you go up the stairs, you break a sweat. The COVID symptoms are so much worse. The, these chronic diseases, you know, they, they just, your life quality, how you feel here now is so much worse. You shorten your life big times. If you have type 2 diabetes for a while, you shorten your lifespan like 20 years. So um, if you're overweight, then hey, get a healthy weight. Carving up, keeping the fats low, move your body, move, movement feels so great. And then if you have a healthy weight, which yeah, you have some body fat because that's a healthy weight. And if you and then see where you feel comfortable, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
Like uh, you can be really lean and still feel really good because you carb up. You just your yes. metabolism is, is better and you 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 just move more uh, or you have a, a bit more body fat and you feel that's what it's about feeling good so be honest about how you feel and, and always then, be honest to yourself and then also be brutally honest to yourself like do you like how you look and if you want to be a bit leaner then that's possible but you don't have to starve yourself mm. and be ridiculously lean because yeah i mean if you have it in your head ask yourself why who do who do i impress with that do i like the day-to-day -day life, watch my vlogs and see all the shit I do. I, I have such a nice life. I do so many nice things because I have endless energy to spend because I'm carved up. And if you also want to have a life like that, carb the fuck up. Carb up, honey. All right. Carb up. Real talk is over. So um, then how, how did it change in your head that you were okay with that? Uh, so I was crying to my coach Like, I was just calling, Coach Peter, I'm gaining so much weight. And he's like, that's good. That means you can lift more. Yeah. And hearing that from the national coach, from, like, the national team's coach, I'm like, okay, I'm 100% gonna believe in him. And look what it brought me. Now I'm the Thai Powerlifting Federation's youth ambassador. I get to do so many exciting things with powerlifting and my competition is in six weeks. So I'm very excited for my first competition. And you have energy, you have a good sex drive, you feel good. And um, yeah. Yeah, it's just all about don't give a fuck what society thinks and listen to people who truly knows what's best for you. Topic switch. You ready? Okay. Let's let's dive into some vegan savage questions. This one, <laughs> this one is a vegan savage question. Being a female in Thailand and uh, woman rights in Thailand. You want to uh, elaborate on that? Well, I think I kind of touched on that with the with my experience of getting sexually harassed. I feel like it's not the best place to walk alone at night in Thailand, and. Were these Thai people who were touching you or foreigners? Both. <laughs> Both. And who do you think is more likely to do that? Mostly foreigners because, you know, Thai women has a bad reputation for being prostitutes or hookers. I, because I usually just wear my sport bra and my shorts. I, I get that all the time. But I, don't, I feel like it's not about the way women dress. It's more about the men being aware so i don't get it why these things still exist here but yeah my my advice for girls find a guy friend to walk with or a girlfriend to walk with don't walk alone <laughs> so nice that you touched on that because you know i just can't speak from my experience And for me, you know, it's so safe here. But, you know, I'm a tall, muscular guy. So that's exactly. always my experience. So no one touched me. Everyone was so polite. And um, so many great things about the culture, like how respectful people are regarding your property. You know, mm. I can leave my backpack everywhere. And in Germany, I mean, in Berlin especially, in Berlin, it's, especially in big cities, it's gone like that. They steal yeah. like crazy. Two locks for my bicycle or it's gonna be gone. And just they sh steal the, all kind of shit where like this has hardly value. My stinky tank top, but it's gone. 
I just went in the shower, you know, and here I can leave it everywhere and they respect yes. it and don't steal it. So I really like that. But yeah, regarding um, um, harassments, it's, it's unfortunately still. all over the world, you know. Yeah. Some men are just so fucking, you know. I, I, I don't, I don't get it. I, if, you know, for me, it's so my anti-excitement to touch or anything if the other person doesn't want it. You know, then I'm, mm. I'm so, then I'm, I'm, I'm appalled if that is a word. I, you know, how can, you know, that feels so, and how can it feel good? Or I mean, fuck, what, what's going on? And yeah, and then, and then, you know for maybe some quick pleasure and i don't even think it's pleasurable and then don't they know how much they damage that other person you know when i was in the hospital and showed myself so vulnerable so many people opened up to me as well about their traumas and it was so often girls being harassed being raped and then telling me their whole story how it fucking fucked up their life because they were, they, they didn't tell anyone And their parents and everyone, hey, something is wrong with me. You you don't eat so much anymore. You da, da, da. And then they needed to go into clinics and they want to kill themselves. And for many years until they got out of that cycle eventually. And these men who raped them once, like how how can you not know how much you damage? Like, uh, yeah. yeah, that's why so I, I, I want to <laughs> get a superhero dress and just walk around, have a gadget where it tells me where, where someone gets arrested and then um, be like the friendly uh, superhero from your neighborhood and fuck these people up but with regards a woman's right i feel like we're progressing a lot with that and women are allowed to speak their mind <laughs> and you know here are so many lady boys ah, compared yeah. to other places yes. is it because that the the culture allows it way more yes And that's what I love. And you know what I think? That everywhere else, so many ladyboys would exist if the culture would allow it. Yeah. Because what we want most deep down is our inner child to be loved. And if society tells you, if you're a ladyboy, that's not, we don't like that, you know? You, you don't do that. Because the thing we want most is to be loved by society. So we even, our, our sexual expressions, how we truly feel, we... we um, damp that or we not live that because we want to be loved and that's m I'm so happy that or or I, I I'm happy it's changing in so many ways especially in cities so progressively about live your sexuality be you whoever you are embrace that um, and I love to see so many lady boys here um, that it's apparently really accepted so here, they can live it here it's really accepted also there's a lot of uh celebrities who are transgender that's how accepting we are so maybe that's why people are more comfortable with opening up their sexuality and who they want to be that's nice yeah if you have a big role model that's doing a lot um but one of my lady boyfriends she told me that um still she cannot work certain jobs like uh, yeah. uh, being in the medical field or some many official stuff they don't want lady boys yeah there's What's still some there's still some prejudice around being transgender or being a lady boy but i feel like it will go away soon and i wish it does yeah let's manifest that yes <laughs> so just you know be yourself whatever gender whatever you're trying to live it and if someone doesn't love you for that Them. It's their problem Fuck and uh, it's their insecurities and whatever. So yeah, I always support if you be you 
as long as it doesn't involve hurting other people's, express yourself, express your sexuality, be you, follow what excites you and find out who you truly are, explore a lot and then see, discover your sexuality, all of that and be you and who doesn't, and then it's a great filter, who doesn't love you and respect you for that, these are not friends and um, yeah, what do you think about the king, someone asks, oh, 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 we're gonna kick out of the country now, just kidding. No comment. <laughs> Just no comment on that. Which king, though? The current one. Yeah. No comment, please. Okay. No comment. I accept that. I'm your king. Just kidding. Oh, <laughs> kind of cute. That's <laughs> kind of um, kind of what's a good word? Disgusting. <laughs> Does she adjust her training plan on her menstrual cycle? Uh no. Oh my god, I'm such... I call myself Satan's daughter because I am more strong... I'm stronger during my my period. But that's not common, right? Usually, It's not common. Most girls have cramps, but I don't know, just... You don't have cramps? I don't have cramps. No PSD no, or what it's no called? No PSM, nothing. PSM? I feel so good on my period wow i feel amazing i feel like my body is at its strongest i'm the horniest on my period as well shout outs i mean i feel you for all the girls who have yeah. period cramps it's really unfair and for all the guys support your girls yeah, support, support your them girl. fucking nature makes it so tough for girls that's why they're so 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 strong imagine guys every month Oh, here's my period again. Today my stomach gonna hurt. Sometimes for an entire week. Yeah. Oof. So But support your girls. Like make them a cheer me up soup and make them a nice day. I feel like one thing that really helps me on my period is switching from tampons or pads to a menstrual cup. Yes. Because first of all, it's better for the environment, of course. And second of all, I feel like if you don't see the blood, you don't feel the pain. <laughs> it's placebo sometime, you know? Yeah, and it doesn't dry out your vagina so much. Yeah. Also, eat ginger and nutritional yeast, two yes. things that are studied that help reduce the pain and the bleeding and the duration of your period. And uh, Make yeah, sure to drink a lot of water, yeah. move your body, and iron. just iron. Iron, yeah, 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 because you bleed out more iron. So yeah. pink essentials from Rocker, truly, it's especially for for women. It has all the, the the building blocks for for collagen, so for strong hair, nails, scar tissue, bones, and uh, also all the things, the minerals and uh, like nutrients you lose during your um, your period. So yeah, if you live in Germany, Austria, or Switzerland, <laughs> Rocker Nutrition, it's where it's at. Use my link, get a Team Rocker exclusive on top. You can get a pink essential in this um, big. Um, Sample box. Tastes so good. And the, the, you should try the, the Team Rock exclusive flavor because that's my favorite. So use my link, get it, and support your boy. Thank you so yes. much. I feel like if I continue taking the pink essential, my skin would be uh, oh, better. Yeah. But I need to be sponsored first. Yeah, yeah, this summer, Vicky comes to Germany and then she's becoming a Rock rocker, powerlifting yes. athlete. And then we hook you up on pink essentials for life. Yes. How would you describe Thai people? I feel like Thai people are very nice and kind. We're so un unpogelic. What's the word? Uh, unpogelic. <laughs> Sorry, I can't Unpo speak. 
<laughs> Wait. Unpolitizable? No, I don't know. Oh, the camera just Yeah, died. this one is exhausted. Uh, Give the yeah, camera a break. Yeah, we're so kind. We're very kind. Yeah, and so smiling. Yeah, and, we're um, like smiling all oh, the time. I mean, people, that's common in Asia, you know. People yes. are just so smiling and helpful. You know, you have a like a problem or a challenge, your scooter or anything, they so kindly help you out. And, oh, love it. I feel like I'm too kind. <laughs> and I was just, okay, so today we got vegan food at at Mjai Vegan Restaurant, his favorite. Yep, shout out. Uh-huh. So Chiang I was Mai, just... Maya Moore, go there. I was just waiting for about four other people to order their food first before I order my food. Because I, I think they're more... That's why it took so long. Me. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, you know, always help yourself first. Take care of you. Like, if the airplane goes down and if you don't put your mask on first, you pass out and cannot help others. That's if true. you cannot help yourself, you cannot help others. And w if we came first, you know, we order first. You know, mm -hmm. they're like some common rooms that just make sense. If the bus stops, people first get out and then the others go in. Or if the elevator stops somewhere. Or if someone arrives there, the per people who arrived first can order. Or if someone is in a hurry, then let them in front, you know? But yeah, don't let a hundred people in front and <laughs> think it's polite. It's just a waste of time. Mm, that's kind of true. Um, can I eat vegan in small villages or are there only options in cities with tourism? Last question, by the way. In small villages in Thailand... I feel like you just have to be mindful with what you eat and just like in in Thai vegan is called J so just tell them J yeah I feel like you can eat vegan anywhere because rice is vegan and it's a staple here Rice is vegan <laughs> I mean it is <laughs> there's no animal suffering in that but Yeah, we eat rice every day, hey, all the time, rice? all day. But Asians I, eat rice? personally, I don't like rice. Do you think most Asians are sick of rice? No, only me. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we went to Singapore, but they also eat rice, right? Yeah, but I don't like rice. Why? I just don't like the texture. Whoa. Straight up. <laughs> Straight up. Do you like tempeh? Yes, I love I tempeh. Love tempeh. Oh, so good. All right, how did you enjoy your first podcast? It's really nice. There's no uh, naughty questions. And yeah, I that's like that's what we do next time. You want to do naughty questions next time? <laughs> I'm sure, you know, I have no doubt my being savage is going to love you. <laughs> And now they know you well uh, much more, you know? Yeah. So next time we can dive deep because now being savages know you more and then they can ask more specific questions. Yes. And so if you have any naughty questions, then stay tuned because <laughs> if we do a round two, I'm going to ask you my story at Vegan Strengths on Instagram. Um, Stay tuned on the cram, watch my stories, and then you can ask or just DM me or under this uh, YouTube uh, visual, comments. you can also comment a question, and I might keep it in mind if it excites us I'm to dive in. I'm actually very fucking kinky and like <laughs> <laughs> naughty. All right, so if you want to know more about it, put your questions down below or write me an Instagram DM, or stay tuned when I'm going to ask you for round two, diving into Vicky's naughty kinky brain oh my God. anything else you want to say before we close it uh, it's my first podcast thank you for listening and you see you guys later greet your mom hmm? you want to greet your mom Is my mom here oh, i mean in the podcast she's gonna watch it i'm gonna send it to her <laughs>
Yeah, say, say some in Thai. Close it in Thai. Mama, no make up ban for no you go how. See, see, claro. Thank you for watching. Until next time. Peace. Bye. I mean, especially listening, not watching. But if you also watched. That's good. I mean, if you it excites you. You see my pretty face. It's good. Okay. Sabadika. Bye. Bye.